I mean, can you sum up in a sentence the effect this has had on your confidence? It's, it's just changed my life. I feel like a, a completely new person. I've just turned my life around, you know, things like running, being physically active again. It, it just, I feel like I've knocked like sort of 10 years off me like in a good way. I feel like I've turned the clock back. I, I don't feel like I'm 35 year old. I would say I feel more sort of someone in my 20s. Brilliant. I feel more alive now than what I have done for years. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Slimming Stories. I'm your host, Claire Oldham-West. I'd just like you to stop whatever you're doing and just hover your finger over the subscribe button. (laughs) That is my cheeky ask for this episode. I don't ask a lot, but this episode comes to you free with a fantastic guest that's going to really inspire you today with their story. And my ask is if you hit subscribe, this will really help me climb those podcast charts, those all-important charts full of people that have their own producers, their own sound systems, they go into recording booths and I'm sat here in my converted little, I don't know if it's even two metres by two metres, laundry room doing this off my own back and that would mean the world if you could commit to doing that for me this week. So we have an amazing guest in store for you and what I love about this guest is I still think it's quite hard for a guy to come on here and just be really open and honest about how they've found their slimming journey so far. Now, Lewis Cowie has always suffered with his confidence and in this interview, he really opens up about that. And not only has he lost over 10 stone in weight with Slimming World, he's also found a new self-confidence. So sit back grab a cuppa and listen to Lewis. I really do think that he will inspire you today. When I moved to London many, many years ago, I went from being in a very physically active job to being stuck behind a desk working in a pharmacy. And do you know what? Weight loss was just one of them things that never really crossed my mind. And I felt when I was in London, like my diet wasn't particularly good. And I felt from going from that physically active job to behind the desk, everything I was eating, I just felt, you know, I could see myself getting bigger, but I didn't really do anything about it at the time, which I sort of regret looking back. But it's just one of them things where, you know, food education wasn't really my thing. And I kind of knew, as I say, I thought my clothes were shrinking at first and I was kind of blaming everything but myself. And I think it was just one of them things I totally let go out of control. And it it took me a heck of a long time to get my mindset in the right place to say, right, I actually want to do something about it. I mean, I remember working in in the pharmacy and they were doing trials on a tablet called Ally, I think they were. Mm-hmm. And I took these tablets and basically what they were is if you ate anything bad, they, these tablets would kind of make you go to the toilet straight away. Yeah. But uh, And I lost, I think I lost something like two and a half or three stone on them. But I wasn't really concerned with weight loss. I just It, it seemed like a nice idea, but I wasn't really going forward with the effort with it and 
although those tablets were a bit of a help at the, at the beginning, I thought they didn't really teach me anything in regards to food education. Mm. Um, and that's when, when I moved sort of back home and, and things like that, later on down the line, I found, I found Slimmer World, which was a saving grace, really. Absolutely. So at what point... Had you reached with your with your weight, or you don't have to say your weight if you don't wish to, with your size, to go through those doors to to feel that you needed to to make a change? Was it just going home and having seen people after a long period of time that you thought, okay, I need to do something now? Um, a, a couple of things really. It was um, I saw a photo of me and my mother side by side in Spain. It's um, it's on the Instagram page and it's a one where I was wearing the, the Chelsea top, and I think that was at my biggest. And I th- I lost when I moved back home. My mother was really really shocked, and she was mm. always on me case. You know, you need to start losing weight. You need to do this. You need to do that. But uh, my mind sort of wasn't really in it I think I think the mindset I was adjusting to being back home different job I wasn't very happy in myself and food was like a comfort thing for me I was never really a a, you know a massive drinker I've never smoked never done drugs stuff like that so you know food was kind of like the go-to thing that I enjoyed but when I saw those photos I thought right I'm going to try and lose a little bit of weight on my own I think I did because I could see the difference in myself but I was kind of lackluster with it I, I, my, again my food education was really really poor I found a guy called Graham Wharton who was a taxi driver him and his wife done Slimmer World together and I remember seeing a cardboard cut out of how he used to look and how he was now and I'm like wow you know there's a normal guy a hard-working guy from the northeast it was someone I could instantly relate to. Right. Um, so, so I actually messaged Graham directly on Facebook and I was like, look, you know, how, how did you do it? What's, what's your secret? And he said, well, you know, it was, um, it was Slimmer World. So I went away. I had to, had to think about it because my, I, I was kind of dreading Slimmer World because I thought it would be like, I was built up in my mind. It would be like scales in the middle of the room and you'd have to All sort right. of undress and sort of get weird in front of everybody. And if you put weight on, you'd be shamed out of the group and stuff like that. I really thought it was like some sort of like tribal thing. Um, but he really put my mind at rest. I asked him tons of probably really stupid questions, but um, his support was really good. I walked through the door and... Me, me consultant Paula, she was absolutely fantastic from day one. I couldn't cook to save my life. I remember saying that at the Man of the Year finals, um, my first experience of body magic was I tried to cook boiled eggs. Okay. And I let the water go out the pan, the eggs blew up, and I was peeling eggshells off the ceiling. <laughs> that was, and I had a reputation in group of being the person who burns everything. So um, I've come a long way since then. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So when you was in London, what did you used to eat then? So before you returned back home and you had this conversation with your mum, what was your normal week? If I'd gone to the supermarket with you, what, what would have been in your trolley? Microwave meals um, a lot of the time, sort of really high in fat. A lot of snacks um, at work, 
a consumer of pharmacy and quite health focused. Our office was always, someone would always bring in cupcakes, donuts, stuff from Greg's, everything like that. And, yeah. you know, it, I never used to think anything of, of having stuff like that. Cross exercise didn't cross my mind. Um, right. you, you know, it was just bad food education, I think. And it was a lack of awareness of the implications of the things I was doing. Right. So looking on your Instagram account and I've seen a, a picture of you, your mum on there with, with you on that photo that you mentioned, yeah. your mum looks quite a slim lady to me and you, you're talking about bad yeah, education around your food. So was it the case that before you moved to London that you was a slim person or was it just the fact that you was in London and you turned to food at that point? At what point did you turn to the, the food or is it something that you've always had throughout your life? Um, I was always more active when I was younger, so I was never, I, I was sort of a little bit on the chubbier side, I would say, but I was never big, big. I, I, I went, I was quite slim at one point and um, slimmed down with that physically active job. I think when I moved to London, I'd stopped sort of, I had to make a new circle of friends. And, you know, when I was um, working up here, it was sort of, going out for a few drinks I didn't have any of that really so when I was down in London it would be you know a couple of beers by myself on a night a takeaway probably after that and I didn't really as I say think anything of it at the time and I didn't really have the sort of mothering influence uh, to say you know you, you're going a bit too too the yeah. other way. So you found yourself at Slimming World and you found these great connections which is wonderful how did you find your habits change with your food in regards to the, the cravings so it's it's great because it's it's brilliant food isn't it you can work it around your, yeah. your, your lifestyle and you can find foods that you you enjoy but what about those foods that you you turn to like you said like your sweet treats and you those those, yeah. sort of, those sort of foods just want to talk me through how that changed it was kind of two prong approach really there was um, my mother's death sort of played a played a part in it but at that time when I found a new job up north I was being tasked with going to Northern Ireland I didn't know the place very well I was kind of in the middle of nowhere and I really disciplined myself I would buy because uh, I had to improvise staying in a hotel instead of having the tempting hotel meals which were really really nice yeah <laughs> I would buy um, leaf salad from there was a Tesco in a place called Glen Gormley I would go there I would pick up salad chicken and my treats would be you know then pop chips if I wanted them but I would usually just keep them either at work and, and things like that and I was really really disciplined with myself there because you couldn't just skip off to the shop and get a get a bar of chocolate or anything like no. that so that really helped me with the regimented it was torture as well um, mm. I must admit but that the exercise it just kind of all fell together a little bit brilliant so this place that you went to in Northern Ireland was really remote and a place called Temple Patrick right. I was staying at and I was working between Belfast and Larne okay so it's, yeah it's an interesting place <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare for, <laughs> for anybody that loves the food and can't just you know go out and get something to to satisfy their appetite but I'm like yourself, sometimes I have to work away. Hotel food yeah. is, you know, there's always that fruit salad, isn't there? That's always there. 
but then yeah. there's all, also you know the hot fudge cake and the cream cakes and the meals the actual your main meal tends to be like three times the size of a a normal meal doesn't it it's yeah. like let, let's impress the guests and see how how much we can fit onto one plate so that, that is fantastic that you you know you was able to gain your resolve and and you got really really focused on one on, thing on that, that really that, that tested the resolve was one night they put me in a room and it was right above the kitchen and they had like steak night and curry night and the, all the sort of things of that now is like eating me salad on a night and oh, um, just me playing chicken and salad and I was like oh, I can't believe this this is absolute torture but I used to go to the gym quite often during the cooking time so yeah it was um <laughs> to, to just get away from the nice smell really absolutely absolutely that yeah that would have killed me so how long was you in that position in northern ireland i would say i've probably done about 18 months in northern ireland i would right. say altogether. so when you return back yeah to is it new is it newcastle i'm going to insult you now aren't I? S- sunderland <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. so when you return back to sunderland and you saw people from your old swimming group and and the people that, you, that obviously have not seen you for a long long time yeah at what what point was you in your swimming journey on your return i would say i was probably about eight stone down at that point gosh and the reaction some of it was really really positive you know I, I quite liked some of the, the positive comments for it but some of the people in actually my own office were a little bit negative with it mm-hmm. um there was a couple of comments like oh well you should never have been larger in the first place it's like okay that's not very helpful no. um but they would go out when i returned from northern ireland they would go out and get things like takeaways on a friday and they wouldn't even ask they would say oh, but you're on a diet, bring stuff in, go, well, I haven't got you anything, you're on a diet. And it was sort of pecking at me all the time, that sort of thing. And that's when I thought, I've come in and I'm not really sort of fitting back in with the office. Mm, definitely. That sounds very passive-aggressive. I don't like that yeah. at all. don't like the bullies. Absolutely not. So, uh, yeah. So did you have to continue then working with these wonderful people? did for a little bit and then um i one of um, a good friend of mine who, who worked at caterpillar suggested a job in in durham he gave me a bit of a heads up that there was one coming up and i applied for that and i've been there for two years well coming up two years now in september fantastic um, i hope you've had a be- better reception there and it's very strange isn't it that people judge weight loss and, yeah. and weight gain you know there's a lot of people that I know that regularly go to the the pub at the weekend and drink <laughs> over the you know the amount of units that you should in a, a healthy yeah. week, let's say. But they're not the people that getting pulled up about their addictions, are they? It's the people no, that with with the weight, obviously the weight gain, because you can see that visually. Very strange, isn't it? And yeah, I'm sorry to hear that 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 was your experience. When I moved to the new company, it was it was such a relief because nobody, I wasn't sort of defined by my weight loss. I was just Lewis instead of right. Or it's Lewis who's lost a lot of weight. It was like a, a clean slate, and the anonymous thing of my weight loss was actually like quite a relief. You know, you. you 
sort of you defined I think a little bit in my last job I was kind of defined as a weight loss I wasn't Lewis who is the go-to person for HR issues or things like that I was oh you're the guy who was really fat before weren't you and th- you know things like that and it's mm. like I, I wanted to be a little bit more anonymous with her right I see and I guess having that identity and detaching from that with this new role it must have been such such a relief and people just seeing you for for yourself and and not having those that those judgments must have been such a weight off your shoulders yeah no do you know and I was really worried because after the man of the year finals my story got published in one of the local papers right and the guys were like god I can't believe you you know you would never have thought you you had that weight to lose um you don't look like a person who's lost a lot of weight I don't know what they quite meant by but you know what they were actually like so so supportive with it and right. nobody mentions it you know the they don't offer things like biscuits around the room and go oh you don't want one you're on a diet or anything mm. like that I'm just normal I fit in and you know it, it's great I like that that's that's brilliant that, that's lovely to hear and I guess from what you've just explained, you didn't want to stand out. You didn't want to be different, which is kind yeah. of a polar opposite to becoming Simmer World Man of the Year as a semi-finalist, because obviously you're totally in the, the spotlight there, aren't you? So how did you find being nominated for Man of the Year? And how was it to be a semi-finalist? Um, I lack a lot of confidence, or I, I did, and my consultant's great for trying to help you build that confidence back up and she said you know you'll be really buzzing when you go to the the man of the year finals you know you'll really really enjoy it to be honest it's really out of my normal comfort zone but the slimmer world people were, were great you know you go there you you meet like emil heskey you get your photo taken you you really put the spotlight but it's in a nice and positive way yeah it, it's still a little bit out of my normal comfort zone but I suppose that's all part of the the confidence building part again I suppose definitely so with your weight loss now so you've you've lost a total of 10 stone I think one and a half pounds altogether I mean can you sum up in a sentence the effect this has had on your confidence it's it's just changed my life I feel like a, a completely new person I've just turned my life around, you know, things like running, being physically active again. It, it just, I feel like I've knocked like sort of 10 years off me, like in a good way. I feel like I've turned the clock back. I, I don't feel like I'm 35 year old. I would say I feel more sort of someone in my 20s. Brilliant. I feel more alive now than what I have done for years. And have you taken part in like a run club or do you run on your own? I, lo- I, I love running when, well, well I say I love running when I'm feeling <laughs> fit I do, I do enjoy it but I do I like the community side of it I like the the support and the nurture of it and I like the fact that some like bunch of strangers can motivate me yeah. to get off the couch and just to start <laughs> just to start running which is bizarre in itself but um I used to really hate running um and it took me a while to get used to it and now I really love it whether it's like a, a park run I do quite enjoy them but usually I just take myself off on a run. I don't even listen to music now with it. It's I just quite enjoy seeing the scenery and 
things like that. It's something I never thought I would enjoy or, or do proactively as a as like a hobby. So in comparison to Lewis <clears throat> with the excess 10 stone, what were you able to do as an overweight person compared to to now? How does that even does it even compare or um I used to still be able to be physically active. I used to walk quite a bit I remember and I used to be able to go to the gym and do a little bit of the cross trainer but I would find I'll get really tired quickly I had sleep apnea as well which was not right I think I used to well I was tired all the time I always remember just used to like suffer with like fatigue quite a lot I don't know whether it was that but I was always I wouldn't like to say I was an unfit big person but I was a person who would maybe only do I would say maybe about 30% effort of what I could have done, I think. Right. Because of the struggles I, with the weight. I, I think so. I think it was weight, confidence, and yeah, I, I, I don't know if it was the sleep apnea as well, but I went to the gym but didn't give it 100%. No. And I think when you do have weight to lose, it just things do seem more of an effort, don't they? Yeah. So... When you're posting on Instagram, what message do you hope to send to people following your Instagram account? Well, it started off, um, the Instagram account was just to look at myself side by side because in the beginning, I couldn't really see the changes in myself. I've always kept it as a private account. The following's picked up a little bit, but people would follow me like complete strangers and then say, oh, do you know what? You've inspired me to join Slim and World. People come to me for advice, which I thought was really weird. Uh, it, it took me a lot of time to like, get my head around it and people come up and go, oh, you know, you've really inspired me to do this. They would share like a photo, oh, I've done this today. What do you think? And I'm like, really, am I? You know, I think there's a lot more inspirational people than me out there because I think I try to convey a message, but I probably don't do it with a lot of confidence. But um, it just kind of grew from there, really. And I I felt Instagram, even though I'm I'm a bit against social media myself, I don't really like Facebook and things like that. And I'm quite a private person. Um, I just found it helped my confidence grow a little bit. I thought, I'm doing twofold. I'm seeing changes in myself and I'm actually helping other people as well, which I really like doing if I can, if I can support anybody I would. That that is really that is really nice to hear and and, uh, and that is that is great because not everybody is forthcoming on, on Instagram to help out, you know, one another. So that is lovely that yeah. you're able to support people. And do you feel that Instagram in particular is helping to like break barriers for men who are looking to be inspired with their own weight loss and their own weight loss goals? I, I hope so. Uh, with, with social media, I mean, uh, that was the only way I joined Slimmer World because, uh, you know, I was looking at it. It was groups, predominantly women. Um, I even sort of saw my consultant, Paula, and I was thinking, I don't really want to speak to females about joining Slimmer World. Because they'll just say, oh, go on, go there. I had to see somebody complete their journey a little bit before I felt the need I could approach that person and speak to them about it. So Graham really was, it was a fluke that I found him. Yeah. um, Because I've seen some of like, you know, previous men of the year 
other Sewer World members and I couldn't really relate to them. No. But Graham was like a bus driver, uh, sorry, a taxi driver um, before he became a bus driver. He was from the Northeast. His story sort of mirrored me on at the time. And I thought, yeah, he's a guy I can relate to. So if he can do it, I can. And that's the message I try to sort of put out there now. That that is lovely, and it's it's nice to hear that your confidence is is taking a boost. And 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 what's what's for the future for you, Lewis? What what would you like to do in five years' time that you would never have dreamed of doing with your excess weight? What do you think's ahead of you? I want to, as well as you know, doing my own job and things like that. I really want to try and get good at DIY and house renovation and right. Um, and, and things like that and get like and, and sort of do a little bit of project management with things like that and be very hands-on which I never ever have been I'm absolutely useless at DIY but I knew on our mission but doing something that's like quite hard labor labor intensive sort of work that would be quite nice to do to build something up definitely it's nice to have those goals isn't it and yeah especially you know, obviously you've had your weight change and you're now feeling a lot fitter. It's it's lovely to have those things just to, to focus on. And it's like you said, you know, you feel like a 25-year-old yeah. because you, you carried that weight for all those years and now that, that's behind you and there's no wonder that you feel so energised because of, of this weight. And it makes you wonder, doesn't it? You know, I've interviewed quite a number of guests now and I think Davy was the guest that has lost the most so far, 16 and a half stone. Wow. And you just think, don't you, how how can you walk around with that weight and not feel in in constant pain? And also, yeah. I've been lost all that weight. How does it feel? So can you just explain that the difference of being 10 stone lighter, just not regards to the food, but just being physically 10 stone lighter? How does that affect your working week with that with that gone? Well, I think, like, firstly, it's helped me get into the job that I'm in now because I worked in a sort of HR and recruitment background and I think I was looked adversely upon because of my weight. And I think that that had a real knock-on effect on me confidence. But physically, I feel more alert. I wake up every day and I actually I feel awake. I feel alive. When I was carrying all that weight, I just without a pun intended it sounded like felt like I had the weight of the world on my shoulders from the mm. moment getting up and I couldn't wait to get to bed all the time I was always constantly tired and I mm. felt like I was just sort of sleeping my life away I could um, go to bed on Friday at about eight o'clock and not wake up till two o'clock in the afternoon on the Saturday and things like that and now um, I just feel alert all the time. I feel more responsive and it just feels like the switch has, has gone on and that I'm is, bright and alert. That's it. That's it. That's what you need. Definitely. And are you able to go out and get your runs done? Yeah. Um, I managed to get nearly seven miles done yesterday, which, which is good. And, you know, it's things like that where I would, um, you know, I could barely walk that sort of pit with, with 10 stone. I remember really, really struggling um, mm. to get my breath. To do, And I'm like, I'm running the same routes that I used to really struggle to walk, which is, it's wow. just weird. That, that, that it is, isn't it? It really, really is. And just look how far you've come. 
and yeah. you know you, you're on Instagram and I've, I've looked at your page and it is really really inspiring so if anybody would like to follow you on Instagram what is your Instagram handle Lewis? Um, it's SW underscore Lou L-E-W L-E-W that is brilliant so thank you very much for joining me today Lewis it's been a pleasure and I, I know that, that your words will inspire people just to just to keep at it and not to give up yeah. even though we've got this COVID-19 absolutely not <laughs> yeah I mean I've had a, a couple like a little bit of struggles a little bit of hiccups with it um you know a lot of people seem pressured to do like oh you know you must do a Joe Wicks thing every morning and things like that and I haven't really sort of kicked myself to do that but over the weekend I've really thought you know what I'm going to rein myself in I'm going to do my runs I'm going to take the dog yeah, on a long walk enough. he's been with me the whole whole journey yeah. as well he the dog's <laughs> lost weight as well Woody yeah he's a rottweiler um, right <laughs> he was 10 stone and he's now um, a healthy eight stone very um, good well done Woody that's the first that's the first for slimming stories <laughs> Love to, I need a picture now of your dog. So, yeah, uh, yeah that is, so does a dog go running with you? He doesn't do running, not because when he was carrying too much weight, he damaged his cruciate ligament. Right, I don't know that what that is, but carry tribute. on. <laughs> it's like um, part of his back leg. Right, okay. Um, and it was ruptured, and uh, part of the thing said, so, you know, he's got to try and lose weight as well. So I had to build his walking back up, and he's, Aww. you know, helped build up alongside me i thought it's cruel yes. to have an overweight dog and yeah um, i guess it, i guess if he was to run with a rock rock while he'd probably get people like running the opposite direction yeah, to yeah. as well. so i definitely <laughs> need a picture me. now of, of woody and before and after and I could, i'll put that on my uh on my instagram definitely oh bless that's lovely so it's great that you're inspiring people do you have one piece of advice that you could give to somebody that is just struggling just to get back into it, especially in lockdown. Yeah, I think having a goal and taking before and after pictures is, is key because your you changes, you, you don't, you get hung up by that number on the scales and it doesn't always reflect. Actually, you know, you might be losing. Um, I was only starting to lose weight on my neck first and I, I was losing weight, but I wasn't seeing it in myself as well. And I always just think, you know, just just keep on, keep in mind why you signed up the Slimmer World or whatever weight loss plan you're on, why you've done it in the first place. Mm. Um, think about why you were unhappy the way you were. Just keep things like that in your mind all the time. And, you know, food was always a comfort for me as well. And always think, is there anything else I can do instead of going to the fridge or going to get chocolate? take yourself out on a walk remove yeah. the what my consultant would call you know you've got like your danger zones and um, just try and take yourself away from from that whenever the temptation comes in that really Brilliant. helped me as well that is great advice so thank you very much it's been a pleasure yeah, and thanks. take care and i hope you get through covid19 happy and well yes, same <laughs> to you as well all right <laughs> that's been great thanks claire I'm really thankful for Lewis for coming on as a guest and sharing his story so openly. And who would have thought that somebody with confidence issues would be able to share their story on a podcast? It just shows you how far Lewis has actually come. And 
and what losing this weight has meant to, to Lewis in, in his life. It's just great that he's now got this new sense of purpose and this new freedom just to be himself and to be at peace with that. It's a great story. And for anybody listening that resonates with this, to anybody that thinks, you know, this is me, I just need to, to make some changes. I hope today's story has helped you to see that there are things that we can do to to push ourselves and just to commit to our weight loss goals. And there's so many fantastic clubs out there that can help, including Simming World. You know, you've got Weight Watchers, there's running clubs, there's lots of community-based activities and clubs that will help motivate you and help keep you on track. If you're somebody that after a week they fail because they've lost the momentum, clubs, podcasts, Instagram accounts that are motivational will help you along your way. I hope you've enjoyed listening to today's podcast. If you love Instagram, if Instagram is your thing, you can find me on SW underscore Simming Stories underscore podcast. So thank you for listening. Until next time, take care.